Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. This is Wednesday night, March 24th. I pray that you and your family are doing well. Thank you for joining us for this midweek time of devotion and prayer. Over the last several weeks, we have been going through the seven last words or the seven last sayings that Jesus spoke from the cross. We know that these words were powerful words to help us to understand not only the love of Jesus, but also his humanness and how he suffered as we suffer and as he endured pain, as many times we endure pain, but yet he was focused on what God had given him to do. You remember last Sunday, we looked at the sixth set of words that Jesus said from the cross when he said, it is finished. These were not words of defeat or words of exhaustion, but these were words of triumph. They were words of victory. Jesus did not say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. The work that God the Father had given him to do, the redemptive plan of God to save you and to save me from our sin. And so tonight we come to the seventh set of words or the last sayings that Jesus spoke from the cross. And I pray that God would speak to you through these words. If you have your Bible, if you would turn with me to Luke chapter 23, and we'll begin reading with verse 44. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. We have already talked about during this series of sermons and messages on the last words of Christ, how dark it was that day. Luke is even more specific when he said the sun stopped shining. It was one of the darkest days this world has ever known. We have already discussed how it expressed the moral anguish of Christ as he took your sin and my sin upon the cross. It was dark because of those who would reject Jesus and to disobey him, to mock him, to beat him. It also expressed a, a grief like the world has never known, a, a, a true mourning that took place. But it also expressed just how dark sin is in our lives and maybe you're watching tonight and you are going through a dark time we've talked about that this past year with the pandemic with the virus has been one of the darkest times of our lives and on top of that we have lost many loved ones and family members and friends some from this virus and some from other sicknesses and illnesses. 
I spoke again to one of our members recently who said this has been the worst year of their lives. And they began to share about the pain they had been experiencing. And, and so maybe you feel as though the sun has stopped shining on your life. You're dealing with pain. You're dealing with grief. You're dealing with some sin. You're dealing with addiction. You're battling the darkness of depression or anxiety or fear. But tonight I want you to be encouraged that you're not alone. There are many of us who have walked through these dark times. And that's one of the things I reminded you last week, that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And we know that God is with us, even though we feel abandoned. And we've shared in one of these last sayings from the cross, Jesus even said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And maybe you're feeling forsaken tonight but it was a dark dark day when jesus died on the cross it was so dark for him but what jesus did brought light and life into our lives remember what jesus said in john chapter 8 verse 12 he said i am the light of the world whoever walks with me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. So when we know Christ and when we have the light of Jesus in us, we don't have to walk in darkness because he promises to be with us. He is the light of life. But not only does it say that it was dark and the sun stopped shining, it said, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two or rent in two. Remember in the temple there was a holy place and a most holy place, the Holy of Holies. And once a year, the high priest would enter into the Holy of Holies to make an atonement for the sins of the people. It was called Day of Atonement. And when this temple curtain was torn or rent in two, it symbolized that now we could have direct access to God that we did not have to send a priest in on our behalf. We did not have to have the blood of a sacrificial lamb to be put on that atonement seat to atone for our sins, but the blood of Jesus atoned for our sins and made a way that we could have direct access with God the Father. And I want that to encourage you tonight that we can have direct access with God. And through the years, so many people have, have asked me to pray for them or to pray with them, and I'm honored to do that. Sometimes people have said, I know God hears your prayers more than he hears mine, but that's just not true. I want you to know that God hears your prayers too. I'm happy to pray for you, with you, but God hears your prayer. We can have direct access to God the Father, and we can go to Him in our brokenness, in our pain, in our worry, in our fear, in our addiction, in our trial, in our temptation, in our sin. We can give it to Him. And He promises not only to 
hear our prayer, but to answer according to his perfect will. So when that temple curtain was torn in two, it, it symbolized that Jesus, the the sacrificial lamb of God, the, the perfect lamb of God, that lamb without spot or blemish made a way that we could have direct access to God the Father. But then Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Just as the sixth set of words were words of triumph, as we just shared, these were words of trust. That even though Jesus was both God and man, divine and human flesh, he had suffered. He related to our thirst, as we talked about. We saw him forgiving those who hurled insults and those who nailed him to the cross, those who sentenced him to death. He forgives us of our sin, but we see Jesus relating to our needs and now we see Jesus entrusting himself to God the Father, the one that he had just a short time before had said, why have you forsaken me? He felt all alone. He now entrusts himself, perfect trust, into his Father's hands. And when Jesus said these words, he was saying a passage that's found in Psalm chapter 31, verse 5, when, when David was enduring such a powerful conspiracy against him, so powerful that his own friends had abandoned him. His time that he was going through was so dark that he prayed a prayer to say, into your hands. He didn't say, Father, but he said, into your hands I commit my spirit, and he asked God to deliver him and to save him through his faithfulness. And God wants us to pray that prayer tonight too, to say, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. I trust in you. Just as we, many of us, were maybe taught a, a little prayer as children now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I should die before I wake, you, you remember that prayer. Well, the Jewish people would many times, the, the Jewish mothers teach their children a prayer to say, into your hands I commit my spirit. That no matter what happens, we are trusting in you, God, that you're going to take care of us that you're going to meet our need. And that's the perfect trust that we are to have with God the Father, that no matter what you're enduring right now in your life, this pandemic that we're still struggling with, the, the pain of losing a loved one, the, the grief that we're experiencing, the longing for fellowship with family and friends and brothers and sisters in Christ, but that we would just trust in the Lord. A verse or verses we share so many times out of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord 
with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight so we know we are to trust into the lord trust in the lord for those things we we don't understand but jesus was entrusting himself into his father's divine care and i often love quoting first peter chapter 5 verse 7 which says cast all your anxieties upon the lord because he cares for you so tonight would you place your perfect trust in the lord give all of your worry all of your fear all of your uh, depression all of your addictions all of your uncertainties all of your sin you would give it all to god because he wants us to how many of us and i've shared many times have given things to god and then we've taken it back i call that yo-yo faith we give it to god and we take it back we give it to god we take it back and we need to just give it to god and know that he's in control he knows much more than we know and he has a plan that's why we trust in him and that's what jesus was doing father into your hands i commit my spirit as he cried out with a loud voice we know that we must give our lives fully surrendered to god the father knowing that he has a plan jeremiah 29 11 a favorite verse for so many of you for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future and even though jesus was dying on the cross a sacrificial lamb for us we know what was coming up ahead we know that jesus knew what his father's plan was even though he had to go through a very difficult and dark season in his life he knew that there was a brighter day ahead a day of of hope and a day of resurrection and and that's what we must cling to tonight to know that god has a better day up ahead a day of hope a day of resurrection and we're going to rise from this dark time and and our faith is going to be increased and and our lives i pray are going to be stronger as a result of everything that that we've had to go through but i i hope and pray tonight that these last words that jesus spoke from the cross would encourage you and encourage us to place our trust completely in him the first part of john chapter 14 which i also quote quite often when jesus said do not let your hearts be troubled trust in god trust also in me and so tonight if you've never placed your faith and trust in jesus i pray that this would be the time if you're if you've never given your heart fully surrendered to jesus would you confess your sin and ask him to forgive you and he will and just know that he loves you and that he does forgive you or maybe you're a christian and and you've allowed this season to cause you to doubt and maybe you have felt like jesus did father why my god my god why have you forsaken me he hasn't forsaken you he is here with you and with me 
And he wants you to come back to him. Won't you come back to him tonight, Christian, and say, Father, I sinned against heaven and against you. And as the prodigal son did, you'll come back home to God the Father. Or maybe you're watching tonight and, and you're looking for a church home. We have such a, a special church here. I say it all the time. We're not perfect, and I'm not a perfect pastor. I make mistakes all the time, and I'm sure uh, you can uh, you know what they are. But I love the Lord with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, and with all of my strength. And I love my neighbor, and I think those are the two most important, greatest commandments that we could ever take to heart. And if we can do that, then we're well on our way of being the people that God would have us to be. And so tonight, if you're looking for a church home, we would love to have you to be a part of this church family. And you would be welcome to contact our church office and, and make that decision. Or you could come to a church service in person and make that decision. Any of these decisions or anything God has laid upon your heart, but would we be encouraged? I, I know I've loved hearing these words from the cross, even though they were difficult. I'm so grateful that they were powerful words that we can apply to our lives, not only here as we approach Easter, but every day. So may this be a message tonight of placing our complete trust and surrender to Jesus Christ and to God the Father. But right now, we're going to have a time of prayer. We always close out with prayer. And if you're on our email list, you'll be receiving prayer requests. We have folks that are having surgery today. We have folks that are going through tests today that we're praying for successful surgeries. Good report from tests. We have people that are going through treatments, people that are battling some other sickness, but tonight as we go to the Lord in prayer, would you remember these needs and so many others as we uh, go to the Lord right now? May we pray. Father, thank you for these seven last words or sayings that Jesus spoke from the cross. They were so heartfelt, and Father, they were also difficult for us to hear because not only did we see God in the flesh through Jesus, but we did see his humanness, his suffering, his pain, his heart. Lord, I pray that we have grown closer to you through these seven last words and that they have inspired us and challenged us to be better people, to be better Christians, to know how to forgive others when they've wronged us, to know how to think of others' needs instead of just our own, that that we can ask you, God, the difficult questions. And, and Lord, we can cry out to you in our needs, like when he said, I thirst, and, and we can come to you openly and honestly. And, and Father, that we can be about your business, doing your work as long as it is called today. And and Father, that we can all place our trust in you. And Lord, if there are folks watching tonight and they've never 
surrendered their life to you. They've never placed their trust in you. May this be the day of salvation for someone that they would pray a simple prayer in their own words to say, Dear God, I confess that I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you, God, for saving me. I love you, Jesus. Lord, if someone could just uh, speak from their heart, confessing their sin and, and invite you to come in and they would repent, they could begin this lifelong eternal journey of living with Jesus. Lord, I pray that there might be Christians tonight who would rededicate their lives to you. And again, ask for forgiveness and repent from their sinful ways and start walking in the light as you are in the light. And, and God, that they would get on fire for you once again, rekindle the flame. Lord, I pray there would be folks that would be drawn into this church family tonight and want to be a part of what you're doing and when we're able to uh, get back to more normal times, Lord, that uh, a hard, great harvest of souls would, would come into this house of worship. So, Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness to us. And, Father, we lift up all these needs and we continue to pray for healing in our land and for unity and for great revival and spiritual awakening and we pray for our leaders and father we pray for this church and all the churches and for all of our staff and and all of our volunteers deacons and sunday school teachers and safety risk management team and and those father who lead in sunday school and bible study Lord, we pray for every ministry of the church and ask that you would continue to keep us in step with your spirit and that we would keep our eyes upon you. And Lord, if, if someone is at the verge tonight of giving up, I pray, God, that they would not give up, but they would just give their hearts, lives over to you, fully surrendered and they would place their trust in you that you are with them and you have a perfect plan. Father, we just pray now that you would bless everyone with the great rest of the evening. Prepare us for a great day of worship on Sunday. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord, for the victories we're trusting you to bring. In the strong name of Jesus, I ask, amen. I wanna thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight and I have a couple of special announcements. Don't forget that this Sunday, Allison Durham Spear will be here in concert. We're only having one service this Sunday, which is Palm Sunday. Now I invite you to join us. We are taking reservations because we have limited seating since it's one service. So we still have some seats available, not a whole, whole lot, but we still have seats available. We would love to invite you to come and join for a great, great day of worship as Allison Durham Spear and her husband Brian will be here and they blessed us on many other occasions and I know you'll receive a blessing. And this Sunday is also our annual walk to the cross, which this year, We'll just have the uh, offering received in the foyer, but 
This is the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. Just as we give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering at Christmas, it goes to support our international missionaries. The Annie Armstrong offering supports our North American missions, those doing mission work here in the United States. And it's folks who are planting churches and serving in poverty-stricken areas or inner cities. And so please pray and ask the Lord what he would have you to do as we give back to those who are spreading the light and love of Jesus all across our country. So I hope that you will come prepared to, uh, to give generously to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. That will be this Sunday. If you're not able to Sunday, certainly you'll be able to do it uh, on Easter as well. But we hope that you would prayerfully consider giving to this great mission. And then don't forget that Easter Sunday, we're going to be having an 8 o'clock, a 9.30, and 11 o'clock service. We are trying to uh, make it to where you don't have to make reservations anymore, but because of the crowd we could possibly have on Easter, we're asking that you make a reservation for 8, 9.30, or 11. There will be children's ministry opportunities at 8 and 11, but not at 9.30. This will give our volunteers a time to clean and prepare for the next service. And we're hoping in the near future to open up our nursery and more child care. But thank you for your understanding, for your continued prayers. And as I shared Sunday, for your financial support, we cannot do what we've been doing without your generosity and your love and prayers and support. So thank you so much. And tonight I'm so thankful to close out the service. Uh, we're going to be playing a song that Lauren Talley had shared with us uh, this past year. Appreciate Lauren and her giftedness and her willingness to use her talents for the Lord. And she's going to close us out tonight with a beautiful song and I hope and pray that you have a wonderful rest of the night. I look forward to seeing many of you Sunday in person. Others will be seeing you virtually. But don't forget how much God loves you and that we love you too. God bless you.
that he would die, God's son would die to save a wretch like me. What love divine he gave his life for mine. His scars of suffering brought me healing. He spilled his blood to fill my soul. His crown of thorns made me royalty. 